0: It's Tuesday, November 11th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Happy Tuesday. Happy Veterans Day.
1: Thank you. I'm not qualified to be wished a happy Veterans Day too. Nor I suppose for that matter neither am I. You're qualified to wish people a uh, happy Veterans Day, but just the right
0: people—people so people who <laughs>
1: deserve to be recognized today. We'll get to those which people. Do not
0: include me. We'll get to those people in a little bit. But uh, Greg
1: Haygood, ladies and gentlemen,
0: Greg Haygood, one Nick of Crow, Nick Crow. Micah Robinson, Sam Davidson, Jeff Lovett, just a few- Millions of others. Millions of others around the world, uh, some of whom uh, write to us from time to time, radio at fool.com, saying that they're listening, uh, some who are on active duty, some who are retired, but uh, people who listen around the world, we're just so grateful for their service. And, and the people we just mentioned are folks who are right here at The Motley Fool, who, uh, who uh, served their country and then uh, came to work with the likes of you and me. I have to believe. believe (laughs) It's very anticlimactic. I have to believe the latter is worse. Um, Let's start with the market in general. Uh, um, And it seemed for a while there that the. The market was dipping, and, and the, the bears were coming out of the woodwork saying, See, I told you. And I don't know why, but it, it, lately I seem to notice these people more than I did before. Just the people who go on CNBC and Bloomberg or are quoted in the. These people. What's that code for? <laughs> people who. Uh, bears. It's code for bears. <laughs> bears. People so who are coming sort of out an saying. I, I rant predicted of yours. this crash. Um, and uh, it, it just becomes more and more tiresome. But w- when you see the market at seemingly yet another high, what do you mean seemingly? I don't know if today. I'm is sorry, it, I'm not helpful today. You're not <laughs> helpful today. What goes through your no, head? It's at another
1: all-time high. What right?
0: goes through your mind as an investor? Does it make your job harder? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's harder to find
1: ways to translate money, which we so in the. Asset management business basically, where people on a lot of days, most days, uh, we have net inflows into our funds. And so we've got uh, money and we are supposed to translate that into stocks, which will do better over time than the money that we were given uh, after adjusting for risk. So, yes, higher prices make that harder uh, by sort of definition, unless you're a momentum investor, in which case, It becomes easier to find things which have momentum behind them. Uh, That's not our style of of investing. So yeah, valuations are uh, rich for a lot of things. Not so much. There's always something, right? Uh, You look at the energy services stocks, oil services stocks, and those are things uh, I think we talked about here uh, have been uh, uh, pummeled. So uh, there, there's always, hopefully, there's always something that looks like. Uh, it could be a value given uh, enough of a, a long-term investment horizon, but there's a lot of stuff right now that we're looking at and, and wondering uh, whether it whether it justifies its price.
0: When that happens, when you have stocks that you're looking at and thinking, "Gosh, these these would be really good companies to own," but we're not willing to pay this price at that point. What are you hoping for? Are you are you hoping for a really bad quarter, or just some sort of miss, or just... or are you hoping they just get caught up in negative news? So, me as a, me as
1: a yeah. like uh, mutual fund manager, or me as a like person who's investing for the future for my own account, both. So, you are always hoping for lower prices when you are a net buyer, right? Uh, always. But you and I contributing to our four hundred one k accounts. If we could somehow time the market to go down. 15% every day, the day before our 401k buy monthly contribution goes in, we'd, we'd be thrilled with that equation. You, you want to be buying at lower prices. Uh, and so if you're young, uh, you want lower prices because you're going you're gonna to be investing for a long time, hopefully, that's your plan. And if you're old, you're, you're looking for high prices because now you're beginning to cash out. Uh, so as a mutual fund manager, what I'm hoping for is, in a fund like ours, which is low turnover, where we're investing for the long term, and we have a lot of things that we're not going to add to at this price, uh, we're hoping to find, you know, out of 60, 70 stocks, there's, as I say, there's always something that is not hitting new highs. Uh, and that's that's sort of the top of our watch list you know, a lot of the time. Stuff that we like for the next three, five years at least, uh, that, that has gotten cheaper, uh, and that's really is, as I say, the oil services stocks is, is one place to look for uh, that right now, because it's a very cyclical thing, so we're not invested heavily in cyclical things, because that is something that you want to sort of buy low and sell high, and we're more buy low, keep buying as it goes up the investors. Uh, but we we have a place in the portfolio for for cyclical plays. But in a small turnover f- uh, fund, though, it's it's just not going to be a huge chunk of our investing.
0: You and I were talking yesterday uh, with uh, one of our colleagues who works with you down at uh, which one Matt Troxton. Okay, yeah. Uh, who um, Matt and um, I need I need hints. You know, <laughs> that's right. We're, we're we <laughs> talked to a lot of people. Um, Matt had just been. At a conference, the type of conference that you've been to before, uh, where financial advisors are attending and people who have the booths uh, set up uh, include mutual fund companies. Uh, so, Matt was one of the people staffing the Motley Fool Funds booth. And I got a very strong sense from listening to the two of you talk. I think it was Matt's first experience doing it. You've done it a bunch of times. But I got a very strong sense that. Within the mutual fund community, Motley Full Fund stands out not just because of the name, but because it's. it sounds like, among other things, your definition of long-term and investing for the long-term is quite different than the average mutual fund company out there. It sounds like that when they're talking about their turnover ratio, when they're talking about, oh, we have a long-term horizon, a lot of these funds it's it's really not long term in the way that we talk about individual investors having years five ten years as a time horizon. Right.
1: right. Uh, so the turnover ratio for those that are not riveted by that topic uh, <laughs> is is basically the percent of the. That's a
0: new weekly podcast we're going to launch <laughs> next year.
1: It's Motley Fool turnover ratio. <laughs> it's the, the percent of the fund that you are selling. Let's, let's keep it simple. Uh, every year, and so if your turnover ratio is 20%, twenty percent, 20 percent means uh, you're you're tur- selling out twenty percent, buying twenty percent new stuff. So you've got a five year average holding period. If that's if, if everything's constant, uh, so in the average mutual fund, uh, I've I've heard hundred percent is the average. I think it's it's more between eighty to eighty five percent annual turnover. So, that means slightly longer than a one-year holding period for the average holding in, in the average mutual fund, which is not to really investing, you know, But under most definitions. That's trading, maybe trading a little slower than the, the funds that have 200%, 300% turnover. Uh, ours is, as I say, in the, the 20s, 25, might, might be up to 30 in some cases. So, it's a three- to five-year uh, holding period is, is the average. That's distorted by the fact that our funds are not all five years old. so you, how do you have a five year holding average holding period when you're less than five years old? and now we've gone down math that nobody wants to pay any attention <laughs> to. but yes we we do try to be investors rather than traders.
0: well, as,
1: I, as every you know every part of the company addresses that uh, all
0: the time. but I, I, I mean, I just think of it in terms of if someone said to me, okay, the stocks that you own right now, Chris, you can hold those for another year. But then over the next 12 months, we'd like you to methodically trade out of those and buy other ones in their place. And then, but those are stocks that you're only going to hold for about 10 to 14 months. And that just on its own seems like a recipe for yeah, suboptimal well, returns. Right. I, I guess what are the
1: pressures in the industry that cause this to happen? One is. To make it look like you're working hard, right? I mean, if you just. Say, if you're trading, you got to be working. Right. I mean, if you just own the exact same stuff year after year, then I don't know. Why are we paying you so much money? Not that's uh, within the industry, people need to justify their salaries, and uh, or else maybe they'll lose those very, very big salaries, which are paid out side of this office for, for that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that it does is it generates a lot of uh, commissions, and then you are working with a broker, and, and the broker is uh, maybe br- bringing you to the ball game and, and thanking you for all the business you're sending uh, his or
0: her way, and,
1: and so that's one of the pressures, too.
0: Let's talk about secondary offerings. Shares of GoPro down yesterday on news of their secondary offering. Uh, today bloomin brands which is the parent company of outback steakhouse uh, same thing uh, secondary offering shares down and I, I was saying to you right before we started taping uh, my gut reaction when I see that company X has a secondary offering of stock my gut reaction is to just view that as automatically a negative am I wrong yes okay
1: uh, it is frequently a negative but you know don't don't trust your gut every time uh, so, the GoPro was 800 million uh, secondary offering. I think most of it, 700 million of it, is uh, executives and early investors selling out their shares in an orderly way. That is, Wall Street does the work of getting this block of shares sold for them. 100 million is going to the company to, there was some very vague language about how it would be used by, by GoPro to generally improve things as they. See fit, you know it. So, I don't personally have a problem with founders and executives choosing to have some cash or even seven hundred million dollars of cash in their lives rather than the stock. I don't think they're obligated to own every share that they have. Presumably, they set up this company with some interest in getting some money out of all the the hard work and good choices that they've made. So. I'm not going to judge that 700 million. Uh, the, the other hundred million seems like kind of an add-on. I'm not sure how much they really need the money. I think it's a, it's a slight negative, but within the context of this company, which has seen its stock do very well, uh, I, I think it makes sense for the executives to cash out
0: some of their holdings in an orderly way. Can you think of an example where you saw yes a, a secondary offering and you thought this is a great move I'm 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 this I think this is a wonderful move I think they're doing the right thing and I'm even more bullish on the company than I was before
1: Well I've seen so one of the largest holdings in uh, one of our funds, the Great America Fund, is a company called XPO Logistics. You
0: follow it closely.
1: <laughs>
0: XPO. It's a small
1: and mid cap fund. We're, we're doing, we own smaller companies.
0: Uh, d- just give me 30 seconds on what incredibly sexy business uh, XPO Logistics is involved in truck brokerage. <laughs> it's it's it, Okay. So. Doesn't
1: sound that sexy, but it's actually been a a very good uh, stock and a very fast-growing company. But if you're in the truck brokerage industry, unlike, say, Google, which can grow from just the the cash thrown off from its business very fast, they're scaling up to be a a very big business in a very short period of time to, hopefully, in their uh, business plan, take advantage of the inefficiencies in the marketplace. And they can't Get to the scale they need to get that quickly without sort of doing their job well and then issuing more shares. They've either got to take on debt or issue more shares. The the, the business just doesn't throw off the enormous amounts of free cash that something like a you know, you know a Facebook does when they hit on the right advertising strategy. The money just flows in. They every way that they grow their business is is not asset intensive, but people intensive. So they've, they've just got to have more money to pay more people to, to grow faster. So their secondaries for the last couple of years, and they've had a number of them, have been well received by the market. Because they're presenting a business plan that explains ahead of time, this is the way that we will grow. We are going to need capital, whether it's it's equity or, or debt, to, to get to where we want to go. and, and Wall Street is supportive of that. Wall Street's always happy to back up a business plan that involves you know, going through Wall Street to raise the money. Uh, so, that is an example. There are, there are some others. Uh, there are plenty of secondaries where you look at it and you just say they're just cashing in on a good stock price right now. Why do they need this money? They don't really need the money. It's maybe smart for the company to take advantage of a high price with a secondary, uh, but the the growth that they are pointing at through that you know announced secondary is is not going to help me as a shareholder.
0: It is Veterans Day in China. It is Singles Day. We talked about this last week. Singles Day, which started back in the nineteen nineties as a celebration of uh, young bachelor and bachelorette hood. And, of course, like pretty much every holiday, it has turned into an opportunity to shop. And the latest numbers I saw right before we came in the studio is that Singles Day online sales are going to top $9.3 billion. So there's that. That that's a number that dwarfs whatever we're going to see on Black Friday or or Cyber Monday. Um, But presumably, one of the beneficiaries of all this is Alibaba. Uh, Shares of Alibaba are down this morning. I'm I'm assuming that has a little bit to do with the fact that that company, (laughs) that stock, has risen so quickly and that company has become so big so quickly that maybe people are just. I don't know. I don't know if people were expecting $10 billion, $15 billion in online sales. I don't know what they are expecting, but
1: Yeah. You know, surprisingly and confusingly to listeners and perhaps watchers out there, neither you nor I is single, right. and so we may not be the best ones to uh, Neither are we Chinese, which the right. viewers are, are more likely to beyond than, than the listeners necessarily but we what can we say about this except well done Alibaba for taking a completely manufactured uh, event and exploding it to, to crush Black Friday in in a humiliating way I hope Black Friday cowers in in a corner and gives up doesn't fight back it would to me it would be nice if if Christmas were so crushed by singles day that it was displaced as as the biggest you know global <laughs> selling moment of, of of the year. It's extended over a long period, longer period of time than than Singles Day. I
0: think I read recently, so, sort of along those lines. I think I read recently that Costco is not open the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's true. That seems like one of those things that Jim Sinegal. I I, I don't know this for a fact, but my assumption is that once upon a time Jim Sinegal, the longtime CEO of that company, just said, "No, nope, we're not doing that." We're not going to be open the day other other people can can do that. We're not going to do Nobody that. Nobody needs thirty pounds of olives the day after
1: Thanksgiving. They got to be open before Thanksgiving, right? Because you got you, you got a lot of big volume purchases you need from Costco then.
0: Absolutely. But, Are you surprised that Alibaba is the seventh largest public company in the world?
1: Yes. Yes, that's again well done. You know, I, I, now when you combine, you know. Biggest Chinese three words maybe retail Chinese and online all together. Then you see uh, the combination, the, the unbelievably overused phrase "perfect storm." Um, kind of lining up is those are the elements that you would want to combine. I think for something of un, unmatchable force, and and that seems to be going on with uh, Alibaba and. Um, their explosive growth, the explosive growth of this holiday, which they've gotten behind, successfully promoted, uh, made a, a part of the culture rather quickly, and uh, they're they're an impressive
0: outfit. They're an impressive outfit, but uh, I have to believe that Alibaba, ticker symbol BABA, I'm guessing that's not on anyone's watch list at Motley Fool Funds. It's not on mine, but uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: Uh, it's not a value stock, but we've owned some things that are that are uh, in the explosive growth mode at times. It's it's hard to. I don't know at this price, it's hard for me to, to value it. But I, before their IPO, there were a lot of people who uh, I think intelligently were looking at it and and coming to the conclusion that it was not an overpriced, overhyped IPO, uh, that there was sufficient business uh, there already to, to justify the price and that it had not been uh, o- oversold uh, by by the marketing you know, folks at, at Wall Street. So They've got a,
0: a hell of a start. You can read more from Bill Barker. Go to foolfunds.com, read more of Bill's writing, Tim Hansen, Bill Mann, etc. You can also get a special offer on Motley Fool Stock Advisor by going to marketfoolery.fool.com, or you can just text the word "fool" to 38470. That's 38470. Text the word "fool," and we'll send you a link. You can get 75% off Motley Fool Stock Advisor. Standard messaging rates may apply, but then again, don't they always? I, I assume we have no control over that
1: over the, people's messaging. That's rates. not us. That's no. on
0: that's on whoever you're carrying. That's your is. provider.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you foresee like a a uh, it's singles day charlie brown thing coming up we <laughs> were ta- we not only did we talk about uh, charlie brown halloween recently you're you were saying that the thanksgiving special was the best and uh, at one point you were talking about yeah. uh, it, it's arbor day charlie brown it's arbor day charlie brown yeah having done that
0: why not do It's singles day charlie brown i feel like that it- people have the technology now that they could just someone could put together a 3-minute animated trailer and just make up cuz i'm pretty this sure this is th- a challenge that you're isu- <laughs> issuing to there, the world i'm pretty sure there was a valentine's day charlie brown special and that's yes. i mean that's essentially that's you could take that and then just overdub it with uh, different dialogue throw in someone sitting at a computer, and then, boom, all of a sudden, it's Singles Day, Charlie Brown. And then it goes viral. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Heather Horton. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.